An important step forwards in the science of malaria has been announced by scientists studying patients from Africa and Asia. One of the common malaria parasites has been found to consist of two quite different species. Colin Sutherland from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine explained to me what they've discovered and how this could help in the global fight against malaria. We've known about a parasite called Plasmodium ovale since 1922, when it was described by a man called Stevens, and he saw down the microscope one type of parasite and described it. Ever since then, we've been calling every parasite that looks like that one Plasmodium ovale. However, in the last 10 or 20 years, new diagnostic methods have been used. Some of them are like dipstick tests, we call them, and they pick up、um, antigens released by the parasites、uh, that are recognised by the test, and there are also DNA-based tests. So this is kind of Like the forensic stuff the police do with DNA, we can use it to distinguish parasites. And we and others over the last five or six years have noticed that half of the parasites that look like Plasmodium ovale aren't detected by these tests. So there's something different about some of the parasites.、Um, and so we followed this up, and then we discovered that these were two actually really quite different but related parasites、uh, that looked the same down the microscope. So, what exactly did you do here? You looked at 56 patients. Tell us a little bit more about your research. Many of these patients were here in the UK. Actually, we get a lot of malaria cases in the UK from travellers, and、um, a big part of my job is working with the malaria reference laboratory here, and we we can investigate in these samples from these patients、uh, the parasites that are being brought in when they when they travel mainly to Africa. So we. We're looking in those patients, and we got in contact with colleagues in Southeast Asia, in Bangkok,、uh, who were doing similar work. We didn't we didn't realise this until we started comparing notes and decided to put our, our sample sets together. And、uh, nobody's ever done a large study on this parasite before. What proportion of malaria patients does this represent then? Uh, now that's a very interesting question because so much of our knowledge of malaria is based on what happens in endemic countries, like, for example, Africa. If we take the, the example of Nigeria,、um, if you look in the WHO literature, they say there are 50 to 60 million cases confirmed by some kind of diagnosis every year, but that diagnosis doesn't distinguish which species. If we look at our Nigerian、uh, cases that come to the UK. Um, the most、uh, abundant form is the the life-threatening form, Plasmodium falciparum. For every ten of those, we find one ovale, and、uh, for every ten ovales, we find six of one of our two species and four of the other. So it's quite a lot. It's a substantial burden of disease that we haven't recognised before. What does your new data mean in terms of combating malaria now? Is this possibly going to open new avenues for our perspective on approaching the disease? Yes, I mean we think so. Firstly, because we've shown there's a lot more ovale malaria in Africa than we'd previously thought. It'd been neglected as a very minor part of the malaria picture. We think it's a more substantial part of the picture than had been thought. Secondly. Plasmodium ovale has this、uh, unusual characteristic. 
of being able to stay in the liver. So after, after drugs have cleared the parasite, and the parasite does respond to treatment, so you can treat it, it can reside in the liver and pop up months later. So it's a true relapsing parasite, which is not the case with all the human malarias. So that means if we base our control programs on drugs, Plasmodium ovale will continue to survive and keep popping up. So the fact that we've now improved our ability to diagnose both forms, we now understand there are two species, so we can look for both of them, we'll be in a much better position to monitor the, the effect of our control programs. So give me a little bit more information then into Plasmodium ovale. They're two distinct, unique parasites, but they're coexisting in the same areas. Explain what's going on here. Yes, this, this was a surprise to us. When we first had difficulty diagnosing some ovale cases, we thought there was some geographical thing going on, that maybe the Asian parasites were different to the African ones. But we've now found that these two species, they occur at the same time in the same villages, so there's something that's keeping them apart. And an analogy that I think most people would understand is it's if you put poodles and corgis together, eventually you're going to come up with, you know, porgies and coodles, right? But if you put cats and dogs in the same place, you'll never get cogs and dats. And this is what it's like. These are like cats and dogs. They do not mate. There's no mixing. There's no exchange of genetic information. So um, that's what tells us that they really are different species because they can be in the same village and maintain their distinct genetic characteristics. So we've got some pretty wild ideas we'd like to test, one of which is that people with, with different blood groups have one of the species and not the other, and therefore the parasites never end up in the same person. So if you're blood group A, AB, and I'm blood group O, um, uh, we'll have different parasites, and we'll never, have, we'll never be able to uh, have, the, uh, have the, our parasites mix. So that's one of our hypotheses that we're going to test in our longitudinal studies. That was Colin Sutherland talking with me about his team's research published in the Journal of Infectious Diseases. For audio news from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, I'm Sarah Maxwell.